And welcome back. Clap, clap, clap. Hello. Clap, clap, clap. Okay. <laughs> Is that something new? No, I just did that. Um, I'm Aya. I am one of your co-hosts. And with me? I'm Irene. And Irene is said stage mum. Um, episode four? I don't know why you look at me as if, like, we did it. It's like, cool, we've only done four episodes. It's not, like, no, brain surgery. You know, stage mum, I'm getting I'm more accustomed to that term. I, oh. I'm seeing it as a term of endearment. Anyway, so exciting times ahead. Um, first of all... Uh, before we get going with um, episode four, um, public service announcement, I guess, or just uh, just an announcement. People might not find this exciting or important, but it's necessary. Um, we are now going to be a weekly podcast. That's right. Weekly. Every Wednesday. Not every second Wednesday, but every Wednesday we will be doing sharing a podcast episode. Right. Anything else you want to say besides that? No, I'm that? just hoping that I have enough things to say. Do you oh, think God. I, do you okay. Think, do you think I have okay, enough to so say? Okay, so first of all, this is, like, in my eyes, your favourite hobbies are talking and criticising. That's what you do. <laughs> Don't give me that look. I, I No, I'm not criticising. No, you criticise. No, we'll I'm see after this episode. But I'm entitled to my viewpoint. So I, then I don't see why you think you're going to run out of things to talk about. And like I've, do. like I've said to you before, all you have to do in this podcast is rock up and talk. You yes. don't have to do any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. How does this affect you? So just, um, just so you can get a bit of an insight into our own private life, I did say to mum yesterday, I was like, yesterday's and the day before we recorded this. Um, so I've made an executive decision to make this a weekly podcast. And your concern was... Oh, that means I have to come up with two quotes because if you're a regular listener, you know, after three episodes, mum likes to finish the the show with a quote, a motherly quote. A thought. You have a book dedicated to motherly thoughts and quotes. It can't be that hard for you. No, several texts, not just one. Okay, well then that shouldn't be an issue for you. So I don't know why we're talking about it. Mother. Yes. So, uh, this podcast is called All the World's a Stage Mum, correct? Apparently. Great. I know I keep saying apparently because. You just, you're in denial. You're denying oh, the title. I am a little bit. Um, but. Because I actually told someone today that this was the title. And they said, I can't imagine you being a stage mum. I don't think that would be true. As if you paid them to say that, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. They know me well, and I feel that that's their honest opinion. Okay, well, I'm not going to change the title to All the World's a Mum. Well, it's only your view. Yeah, that's true. That, I mean, I am the mm. creator. Mm. Anyway, yes, correct, All the World's a Stage Mum. That is the title. Meaning that you would be the stage mum. Apparently. And there are certain traits to a stage mum, um, supposedly. I've got an article here. I always have articles. Um, and basically there are certain traits, certain things that stage mums do. And, and it's but that's the thing. You, this is your chance to defend yourself. Oh, I will be. Oh. Or go, yeah. Oh, I could do that too. So. Um, Let's see. So I'm just going to read this bit. Stage mums are an enigma. 
You realize that they are one of life's greatest mysteries when you sit and really ponder who they might be as people because there are no clues whatsoever since whoever they elusively since whoever that elusive personality was or is has been taken over by the notion that their child has the makings of a star. Pa- partners are neglected, hobbies abandoned, and other offspring who don't possess the that je ne sais quoi star quality are re- relegated to second favorite or worse. <laughs> Your face! Your face! You were looking at me as if, like, I'm a culprit. <laughs> I don't think all of that is true. <laughs> Some of it's true, yes. Um, don't don't laugh so loudly. You might offend people's ears. Um, the only thing that's going to offend people's ears are your opinions. Um, stage mums are on a relentless quest for stardom, exposure, and attention for their talented, precious little diamonds in the rough that you've never heard of. But by God, if they get their way, you will hear about their daughters. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that is really fun. I like the way that they wrote that, actually. Um, okay, so I'm just going to cover a few of the traits today. Okay. Not all of them. Just a couple. Just a couple. We don't need to rant and rave about this. Okay, so yes. Sign, it's basically an article called Signs You're a Stage Mum. The first one is you fill your time with your child's activities. Your kid is constantly en route to rehearsal. You're out of bed ridiculously early before the sun rises to ensure they make ballet practice, exercise class, or whatever it is they're into. Um, I don't agree with this, and you probably will too. School is an interpretation, really a necessary evil, time wasted on reading books, math, and learning. Oh, no. No. Who needs grammar, physics, Sir Isaac Newton, and crap like that? Gravity? Poofed. Who needs it? Disagree. I do agree with this part, part, though. After school, there are more practices, rehearsal, and auditions. While they're away, you can spend time sewing costumes, harassing casting directors, and posting headshot portfolios on Facebook and Instagram. Mate, if Facebook and Instagram existed when I was younger. Um, yeah, there you go. How What's much the first th- part again? Um, your kid is constantly en route to rehearsal. Oh, that was true. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How many rehearsals? Well, sitting just in the classes as well. Well, especially when I was younger. Oh, I was so excited when you learnt, when you got your license and you could drive yourself. Oh, that was that was the best day. I mean, I was worried. You're getting there, <clears throat> but I didn't have to drive there for an hour lesson. Sit in the car park, read by the light inside the car, waiting for you to get into the car and go home. Sometimes so, you would talk to the other stage mums though. If they were there, they weren't stage mums. They were just mums like me. Mm-hmm. Encouraging, mm-hmm. interested, supportive. So yes, but apart from that school thing, oh no, I remember vividly telling Ugh. you, if you could not fit in school with your dancing, then there would be no dancing. Yeah, that was the deal. Yeah, if you can't do both, then you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So I don't agree with that. But I agree with um, I I don't agree with the school part. But you were out of bed ridiculously early before the sunrise. You were out. You were out to bed, making sure everything was ready. Breakfast ready to go. Hey, get up! We've got to go to the uh, Steadford or whatever. You know. Well, there was that one time when you nearly missed it, and you were getting changed in the car. I did nearly miss it. I was. I went out partying the night before. I, no, to be fair, I got the dates. It was when I turned eighteen. I got the dates mixed up, and I was getting calls from like 
dance and I was a bit hungover, getting calls from people and be like, why are they calling me? And then I realized that I had the dates mixed up. So that wasn't my fault, technically, if we're going to well, get... no. You had the dates mixed up, but technically it wasn't your fault. Of course, exactly. It's, it was your fault. <laughs> no, it wasn't my fault. Um, after school, there are more practices, rehearsal and auditions. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. While they're away, you can spend time sewing costumes. Oh, I didn't sew a costume in you my life. You sewed my point shoes. Oh, yes, I did sew the point that, shoe, the yeah. tips of the point tips shoes. Tips of the point shoes, rather than you could stick, like, on point shoes, like, the part, the toe part that you stand on, um, generally you have, like, like a suede thing that you can glue on. But oh. when w- I first started point, the ballet... We weren't allowed to do that. We weren't that. allowed to do it. You we were, had to hand stitch the... It was darned. Darned, and, yes. And I went on... I visited several Google, no, YouTube sites. and YouTube videos? Yes. And um, one did chain stitch and another one did this beautiful sort of um, darning type stitch. And so I would have a special needle, special thread, and I would do this beautiful embroidery on the toes of your point shoes. Yeah. It did look good. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have you didn't have to sew costumes. We would have had to gather no. our own costumes we, or I no, I did a little bit like straps, a bit of sequins. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't do I'm not a sewer. No. They're cool. very expensive. Um, harassing costumes. casting directors. I wouldn't say harassing casting directors. I'd say perhaps harassing the dance teacher. Just questioning her. Que- questioning her motives. Decisions. And her decisions, yes. Not about necessarily about you. Yeah. But about other things. What other things? We've, we're in deep now. We might as well just talk about it. I know what well, you're going to say. Well, I mean, it wasn't that. I was I was actually sort of defending other girls who also were very talented. And yet sometimes one or two of the less talented children, <laughs> nice little girls, were put at the front. Sometimes couldn't do a tumble. <laughs> What's a tumble? A car- or a cartwheel. And whilst lovely girls, um I mean if you're in Anastedford, it is a competition. Yeah, you want the you want to be the best. Yes. They're not going to, an adjudicator is not going to be like, oh, I mean, her tech, that girl, that group over there, their technique weren't, wasn't very good, but there were a few other good ones, so we'll still give them the points anyway. That's right. That doesn't happen that way. No. That's not the real world. Yep. Great. Um, I, that was terrible. I'm sorry. I mean, it's the reality though. It's what happened. Well, it's competition. I and mean, that's what you makes don't put you the wor- you don't put the worst players into a tennis team. And that's what makes you a stage mum, mum. Mm. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily for just for you. No, no, no. But I still. was about what was right. You were for, for the, com- the people. No, for the competition. Mm. Let's get it right. That, okay. The fact that you said for the competition is such a stage mum thing. Well, Do you not understand you, that? Well, why else were you in the Estedford? Because other, other people probably be like, eh. Oh, all right. I don't know. Well, what's, what, I, don't, that's, I'm sorry, that is totally a stage I mum mean, thing. I mean, you don't go into a football team or a tennis team to say, oh, it doesn't matter if I win. I mean, you you do plan on winning some of the time. Yeah, but also, like, there are plenty of dance schools out there that it's literally just a hobby and it's not about competition or and they just don't Well, even if fun. it's a hobby, it's still competition. Oh, I, I strongly disagree. Okay. Um, anyway, the next one is these are the words of your daily vocabulary. I don't um, agree with this. Casting so director, 
agent, audition. Um, take one, take two, take 37. Can you be happier? Can you be sadder? Can you be a bit happy and not sad? Um, Who are you talking to? This is like they're, they're saying that they're the words of your vocabulary. I've never said any of these words. Well, not, I mean, I have said these words, but I can't. What was I, where would I be saying this? I don't, that's why I don't agree with it, because I don't so think So I'm you, not a stage one. What you're saying is you don't agree, you, because you I'm don't, not. You don't qualify this for this one point. I don't think you use the words, like, audition, agent, all the time, or anything. You definitely didn't watch me when I did my own self-takes or anything like that. No. No. So I disagree with that. You weren't there going, like, smile a bit more, smile, smile. No. Yeah, so I disagree with that. Um... I think what you, I think what you're trying to say is that I'm involved in your life. And then this is an anyway. Mm. The next one is you borderline harass casting directors. Again, back to the point, it's not the casting directors you would harass in inverted commas. It was mm. the teacher. But we've already discussed that. Yes. So yes. So stage mom tick. And again, this is such a stupid one. I don't think this is a very reliable website. You have jazz hands carpal tunnel syndrome. What? Okay. In what universe does a dancer do jazz hands? What is a jazz hand? Oh, I mean, it's, sorry, because it's a podcast. It's like you flick your hands out and you're like, spirit, like, ah, widespread hands. I don't know if you, I don't think it's spirit fingers from Bring It On, but it's definitely like open palm. Well, I mean, if it, ah, Energy, ah, jazz hand, jazz hand, jazz hand, Okay. No, I don't think I said that. No, I don't think you did it either. Me? Yes. Why would I be it's doing saying. that? It's saying, it literally says you have jazz hands carpal tunnel syndrome, meaning you would have done it. Oh, no. No. Here, maybe, I don't know, you swear you exert no pressure on your baby. And there's a, an image of, like, a stage mum, this little glam child, and like the mum saying, "It's all on you, okay? <laughs> if you screw this up, it's all on you. Don't be shit." Oh no! Stop! I won't be on a podcast says, if you're going to speak like oh that. Mom. The weight of the world is on your baby's shoulders, and you put it there. <laughs> It's for a good cause, though. The thing to do is look at it like charity. Oh, I hate this so much. This is, ugh, I'm going to vomit. It's selflessness on your part, but for the betterment of your little baba, (laughs) who has a chance to do your life over again for you. In no shape or form have you ever wanted to be a star or a performer. Oh, have you? I would have loved to have been a little ballerina. So were you projecting your no, past once no, onto your child. I I I love I used to doodle point shoes. I would have loved to have danced ballet. I would have. But I had not the body structure nor the talent to do any of the above. But I do love to watch the ballet. Mm-hmm. And um I suppose I thought that you would like that. Oh my god, yes! She admits it! You admit it! No, no, no. But <laughs> I remember no, I remember taking your older sister yeah. to dance classes. And years later, oh. she would say, she said to me, I would, we were talking about dancing, and she said, Oh, I hated dancing. And I said, What do you mean you hated dancing? 
She said, well, I hated it. I didn't like the the teacher was mean to me and I really didn't, had two left feet. And she did I have two left feet. And I wasn't very good at it. And I didn't like it. And I felt really guilty. I felt so guilty. Because you were in stage mum mode. That's why. No, I thought you'd give her poison, which it has. Um, but she, you didn't care what it did for her. Oh, no, no, okay, that no, sounds really she, bad. She was going with a little friend and she did enjoy it, I thought. But in the end, I think in hindsight, she didn't, she didn't like it. Mm. And then I asked you not long after that. I don't when remember. When you were little. I was and, four when I first started. No, 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 you were much older. No, it wasn't. It was 1995. No, I, oh. when, when I asked you, uh. because I'd, at this stage I'd spent all this time, effort and money mm-hmm. with you at dance numerous types of dancing classes and I said do you oh do you like dancing and you assured me you did so I felt all right about it oh, that's good mm. as long as you're can't as long as clear. you're feeling good was, about the yourself the coast was clear it was good oh here we go your child has a tantrum as soon as you pick up a camera no, you, you yeah when? I mean when did you have a tantrum and I do like having a photo taken. That's right. So there were no tantrums again. Doesn't but fit you. But there are evident. There are photo. I think I posted one on our Instagram. Hold on. I need to confirm this. Um, where or maybe I haven't posted it yet, and maybe that's an excuse to post it. Oh my gosh! And it's it's an excuse to post it, of me like giving like a mom look because I clearly didn't want photos taken at that point. By the time this comes out, I will be sharing it. Well, maybe you weren't saying that at all. Maybe you were saying, oh, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You, okay. I don't think this, uh, last one, I promise. Um, You've got all the moves down in case your child forgets. Never. Oh, I've got two left feet. How, what kind of moves would I have? Yeah. No, I don't fit any of this criteria. One out of all of those things. I, I, whoa, okay, hold on. I, so I skipped a lot of these, but you fit the I, criteria of you swear you exert no swear. pressure on your baby. <laughs> Let me finish it. I know you don't swear. Well, you do. I've heard you. Um, you do put pressure. Um, not in a bad way. Your child has a tantrum as soon as you pick up the camera. I've already agreed that no, that's I possible. Haven't. No, that's not um, right. You don't have jazz hands. You borderline harass casting directors, insert dance teacher in that. Um, no, the word, those words in your vocab, no. Okay, you're part stage mum, according to this article. You are probably like No, just third. your interpretation I of think it. you're a third of a stage mum. Oh, according well. to that one article, there are many other things. We'll get, we'll deep, we'll dig deep. We'll get into it. Don't worry. This is, this is just like the entree. To the entree to the stage mum discovery mm. and reality check for you. Well, the way <laughs> I see it is that this was an interest for you. You you loved this, the dancing, didn't you? Yeah. Right. And we facilitated that Thank desire. You. Thank you for investing lots of money. I know. Well, I think it was a successful discovery today. You might not think, but I do. I think you're just in denial. No, I think you're clutching at straws. Maybe. We'll see. Only time Mm. will tell. I think you need better evidence. Only time will tell. Um, So the second topic for today's episode, television's a big thing in the world, isn't it? Yes. It's taken off quite well, hasn't it? 
like people... Well, it's been around in Australia since 1957. Yeah. People watch it a bit, don't they? They do. Yeah. And lots of TV shows Is get this a segue to something? ...created, yes. Okay. You're just building it up, making it dramatic. But there's, like, this genre of television that just irks me a bit, but I know it frustrates you more. What is it? Reality TV. Oh, what a load of nonsense. Because <laughs> it's not reality, it's just rubbish. Yeah. It's, it's broadcasting on the cheap. Like, we don't want to pay real actors to do any real-type shows, so we're going to hire... Well, I don't even know. Do they pay these people? They do. Well, they pay them a lot less because you're a nobody, and they pay you a lot less to come on a show, to say what you want. They put you in a, in a cheap magazine, and then suddenly you're a celebrity. Yeah. What is all this nonsense? But that's the thing. They might not pay them a lot before the show... Like, during the show. But then once they're out and they make an impression on society and the media, that okay. all of a sudden, social media... Okay, st- oh, let's okay. go back Okay, on. hold on. Back. Are we defining reality TV things like the dating shows? Oh. Or are we talking about things like The Voice, My Kitchen Rules, RuPaul's Drag Race? They're all reality shows. But I think you are more frustrated about things like Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, yes. And The Bachelor. Oh, and, yes. Um, What's it? Married at first sight. Oh, so nonsense. Yeah, so go. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. How can you actually call that entertainment? Have you ever watched an episode of any of it? I have seen glimpses of it, and glimpses are enough. Yeah. No, I'm not interested in tripe like that. <laughs> but these are like people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about those people. I don't know these people. I'm talking about the concept. Mm. Because a lot of people are fooled into believing that these people are really married. And that no, these they're not, are... because married at first sight, it's a well-known fact that they're not technically married. They just do it as a... It's a facade where they go, oh, it looks like we're married, but they haven't signed a paper, but they have to... It's all meant to be like as if they are married. Yes, but the, the, again, it's a pretend marriage on a TV in not your own home, in not your real life, in not your real experiences, so it's fake, it's it's just cheap acting. Well, the thing is, like, I wonder how genuine are these people being, like, in their reactions, in the things that they're saying? Are they hamming it up for TV and saying things? It also comes down to um, the producers egging them on, saying, oh, well, so-and-so said this to you, what do you have to say about that? Producers will work hard to make you say certain things have a certain reaction so it's not just the people who are the reality stars it's behind the scenes as well there's this tv show called unreal and a person who actually worked on reality tv shows created this drama it's a real tv show where like actual qualified actors are in it but it's basically it's showing you the behind the scenes um life of like a reality show like The Bachelor and what So it's produces... a reality show of a reality show. No, it's show. not a reality show. It's a real show about a reality show. But the person oh, who created it used boring. to... No, because it gives you a real insight as Into to... the unreal world. Yes. That's why it's called Unreal. Okay. So first of all, I don't want to watch the reality show. And secondly... I don't think you're their target audience, to be honest. No, that's true. And secondly, I then don't want to have a show to tell me 
what it is that I've been watching. Basically, I would like real actors in great stories to be on TV. Yes, but for some reason, society today is obsessed with reality TV. Now, there are certain types of reality TV that I personally can tolerate. Having said that, like, I'm not a bachelor, uh, married at first sight, Love Island type of person. Thank Although, I, when I was living in London, I did watch an old season of Love Island. Watching it, I went, I understand why people like it. It gets addictive because they are... They are real people. They have real emotions and they do have somewhat real reactions. It's not it's not acting. It's acting, but it's not acting. It's not like I have a line, to, I've rehearsed this line, and this is the intention of my character, here I go. It's like them, they are being themselves to a point. So I think what's relatable is that they are actual humans who have feelings and they're just being them and that's why people do connect but also but also people enjoy the the dramatics the exploitation of like the whole i think it's exploitation and voyeurism it's exploitation of of people who are vulnerable and then it's people watching them and wanting them to fall over Wanting them to be miserable, yeah. wanting them to to make fools of themselves. It's like dance monkey, like, dance, dance monkey. No, you see, I don't like people being hurt, and I don't like people being. But the people who are in the reality TV shows, they know what they're signing up for. Oh, uh, yes, they do. Maybe. Oh my god! So I did watch a clip, um, the recent season of Bachelor of Paradise. There was this guy who there were news articles about him. He was an absolute pig. He basically called one of the girls his property. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. I think these shows exploit people's vulnerability. They obviously knew when they chose him that he had an anger management problem. And we're going to exploit that anger. It is ignorant behaviour. I don't mind um, some of these. Well, I've watched them one season because then it's just repetitive. What is? Like The Voice. I used to love Australian Idol. Australian Idol is the OG talent show. More than what? What? What have we got? Australia's Got Talent. What's the other one? I don't know. Whatever. All Again, those other ones. I'm not. Sorry, audience. I'm not really au fait with all of these, but you know there have been people um, that I recognise. Yes. Um, who have been on? Have known a few. Yeah. Who have been on The Voice, and that's been very interesting. I must admit, you want these people to do well yes. because you either have heard of them or you know them or they're a Brisbane person so you, you sort of and you know they've got the talent, talent. And yeah that. and mm-hmm. that, and that's that's very interesting but once you've seen the program twice a, then it just becomes the same and then it's a formula it is a formula and then then you realise that the judges, when they storm off or whatever, that's choreographed. Well, I mean, I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race, which is obviously a drag show. Oh, my goodness. Is that the same formula or what? You know exactly what you're going to get. They try to have big twists on, like, the all-star versions, you know, when some of the old drag queens come back and compete and they try and change it up. I mean, when you have, like, the normal season, you always know that Rue is going to save both of the lip syncers. Every season, he saves two people one episode because he's like, I can't send one of them away. I want to keep both. And, you know, there are stories with that show, like, 
behind the scenes like um, producers like telling the drag queens to do certain things or when they do a challenge they do a celebrity impersonation challenge every season it's like it's a staple in the show but it's known that the producers say no don't do that character so then they're set up to fail because they're doing something they haven't worked on or the producers know that they're not going to do well i don't know but if that show for me is i really enjoy it i'm the latest episodes out so i can't wait to watch that but one thing I will say about reality shows like that, I mean, actually all reality shows, for me, a big thing is once you're on the reality show and like a year has passed, eventually you've got to let that go and become your own person. If you're holding on to reality show that was like five years ago and like, but I was on this season of this five years ago, no one's going to care anymore because there have been... There's been a new season every year since then and more people have gone through. If you can't, like, stand on your own two feet by that point, then there's something wrong. Well, no, no. I think um, being in showbiz, I think, is a very difficult profession. There's no shame in, um, you know, if people ask you, you know, what what have been some of your achievements, mm-hmm. you can say, well, For sure, but you don't say, I was on this. Well, you might. And that's all you say. Oh, no. You could say, well, my career started when I was on this reality That's different, though, Mm. than just leaning on that. So Michelle Visage, she's one of the regular judges on RuPaul's Drag Race. She actually said that once the season of RuPaul's is over, that drag queen, they have a year to solidify their career, get as much work as they can, make an impression on the industry. After that, the next lot of queens come along and they get forgotten because they're not important anymore. So you've got... terrible. But that's just the way it is. So I just think if you're holding on to that and that's all you can do and you can't stand on your own two feet and say, yes, that was a part of my life and now I'm this, but if you go, I was here, I was that, blah, 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 blah. I just think that's... It's just like... Come on, you, you you can do better than that. I'm saying it in a current way. You can do better than that. You don't need to hold well, on to that. Well, there are some very talented people that have been who have been promised a record or have been promised something like mm. a career or or I'm going to take you to America or I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then nothing has happened. And I I yeah. think that I think that is also miss but whose fault is that? Is that the TV show or is that because audience, the real world hasn't reacted the way it should have? Well, I think if if you're the adjudicator or whoever. Adjudicator. And, the judge. The judge. <laughs> um, you know, if you're the judge and you've, you're a high-profile person and you have suggested, you know, publicly that you are going to assist this person into an into the the new world mm. of showbiz. Yes, and then you turn around and say, "Well, this is what I'm offering you," and then see ya. Yeah. Well, I think that is not right either. It's in poor taste. It is, and it's not. I don't see that as being very ethical. Mm. And so, some young people who've been on these shows are very talented, and I think they've been led astray. I think that's on any reality TV yeah. show. It doesn't matter matter if it's a talent-based anything. Yes. It, even, like, The Bachelor. Like, if you... You could be promised, like, 
influencer deal. I don't know what your promise branding like deals with brands. Um, well, those homemaker people that go on to the shows, you know, like who are homemakers. Oh, you know those people who transform houses, like the block, the block, oh, like right, the block. Been. Well, some of those young people have quite successful um, designing, developing careers. I just think these reality shows. Uh, at the bottom line is I think it is a bit exploitative I think there are lots of young people who imagine they're going to be the next Susan Boyle she made something of herself Mm -hmm. but she the story is an interesting one you know here's a mature woman who suddenly becomes you know famous well you know a singer famous singer um, very late, in, well, later in life, not mm-hmm. very late, just later in life. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's fabulous. I think that sometimes young people go on these shows in the hope that there's going to be, this is going to be the magical moment. I agree. This is a moment to start you off and then you've got to work yeah. like so hard yeah. to take advantage of that moment. Yeah. I want to know... The percentage of people who go on something like The Bachelor to find love and how many people just want to go on for the sake of fame? Well, I, I don't think you'll find love on The Bachelor. Some people have, though. Well, yes, Some of them have gotten married and have children. Oh, that's true. Like quite a few, actually. Not actually, all of them, but quite a few. I did like, I have to say, I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to eat my words here. I did like that show some time ago called A Farmer... <laughs> Finds a wife? Is that it? Farmer wants a wife. Is Farmer it? wants a no. Needs fi- a wife? I don't finds know. Finds a wife. Desperate for a wife? I don't know. No. No, um, it's fa- a farmer wants a wife. No, finds a wife. Once. Oh, does he? Yes. All right. Anyway, I quite like that show. And on that first, I only watched the first one because then it was the I same. I wouldn't even know. No, because then it was the same. But a, a lovely um, young man, a farmer. And a young lady who was... Not a, a farmer. No. And she was a photographer. Uh-huh. And um, they hit it off and they got married. That's nice. And I felt um, as though that whole series was complete and the whole show was complete. I didn't have to watch it again because, well, you know, someone had found and that was it. So why would I want to watch it again to see the same thing? They did go on little dates and things like that, but it just seemed rather sweet. But I've had little glimpses of, you know, like little promos on for these other shows, and I think, oh, why are they speaking like that to each other? Why are they like that? Why are they speaking to that each other after one day? You're my soulmate. You've known each other for two hours. Stop talking like that. Well, yes, yes. No, look. What about the dates that they go on, like the helicopter rides or things like that? Well, nobody does that in reality. I suppose it's a free helicopter ride. Yeah, but like, how can you meet those expectations? Well, I wouldn't post the show. Helicopter. Well, I know you wouldn't. Well, I don't understand that as a helicopter ride. But there's a lot of things I don't understand. Quickly, what would you do if I? What would you say if I went on one? <laughs> I mean, I'd like to change see what it's name. like. Change my name. Yeah. What would I change it to? I don't know. Find another name. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I've got a, a little quote for, for today. Yep. Good things take time. And the reason for choosing that today is? Well, because in this day and age, 
we've just been talking about reality TV, um, that we all think that everything's going to happen really fast. That's true. You know, we go on TV, we're famous. Uh, We've got social media, everyone's life is great. It's all very happy and everything happens quickly. You see people successful and and people say, oh, I'm really jealous that they're successful. But nobody looks and says, oh, my goodness, this person's been working for 15 years, you know, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's taken a long time for them mm-hmm. to be successful. Or they've been studying for 10 years. Or they've been, you know, working on their invention for 15 years. We want things too quickly these days. Oh, well, social media, all these sorts of things mm-hmm. make it sound, oh, suddenly you were nobody and suddenly you're famous. It's not true. And good things take time. And sometimes we have to wait longer than we think. And sometimes we give in just before it all happens. And so we've got to hang in there. Good things, things take time. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That was a good one. That's probably your best one that you've said so oh, far. Thanks, Aya. I've agree. got lots of good thoughts. Sometimes. Alrighty, Mom. That's a wrap on episode four. Episode four. Episode four. Mm. Um, yeah, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we are now weekly. So, boom. Every week you'll hear us us Us. exactly and i'll have lots more to say apparently (laughs) yes you always have lots to say um so just uh, the general housekeeping do you want to say anything about the housekeeping or do you want me to say it contact us (laughs) if you want to if you want to just send us an email on whatever that email she'll call you in a moment oh my no i'll just do the housekeeping um so make sure you subscribe to our podcast yes Yes, that's probably the most important thing subscribe Subscribe. to us on itunes um follow us on spotify make sure you rate us and review us on itunes as well that would really help um also follow us on instagram um our instagram handle is at stage mum podcast um that should be in the episode notes um on itunes slash spotify um you can also email us that would be nice um, stagemumpodcast at gmail.com if you Love have any questions, um, topic ideas. If you want to ask mum anything. My opinion. Uh, yeah. I could be helpful. She could be, maybe. See you, Aya. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.